0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, folks, and here we stand. Al Piedo Canyon ready for anything, I'm Rob, and you're listening to... The Probo Show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to another exciting edition of The Probo Show, coming to you live at 8.30am Central European Time, 2.30am Eastern Standard Time, p.m. for our friends in Hong Kong and the Philippines. How are you doing out there, folks? This is another podcast-exclusive episode, if you're expecting me on Vaughn Radio right now. Yeah, I'll admit, I pressed the wrong button. (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) If you're expecting me on Vaughn Radio right now... Yeah, this is a podcast exclusive, exclusive for our live audience. Joining me on twitch.tv barra professional bohemian. Um, today, that seems to be Mr. Crutando, Coco Lavanda, The Bridge, Vero, and Eugene. If you want to be as cool as those people and um, and be a part of the show, you have to join me there. Or if you want to vote on the polls outside and around the show, you can join me on Instagram, arroba professional bohemian, at professional bohemian. Or if you want to... Form a real part of the community. Something that I'm going to, more and more, becoming a, a hub is my Patreon. Now you can join that thing for free. Um, occasionally, I will um, I release um, a lot of the content on there for free. See, and you can join it for free now, so it's awesome. Okay, let's see what people are saying. Good morning. Long time no see in this time of the day, says Mr. Cruthando. Mr. Cruthando, always a pleasure. Uh, Coco, I go by Underground, so sometimes I lose the signal, but I'll try to participate. Thank you, Coco. Um... Uh, We've got Jeffa here, the bridge, talking about her altered consciousness. (laughs) Okay, bridge. And Jeffa, hi, guys. How are you doing? Oh, my God, friends. Do we have an episode for you today? In 100 Humans, I asked them to name something typical a child wants to be when they grow up. Nombra algo típico que un niño quería ser de mayor. Name something typical a child wants to be when they grow up. In today's Complete the News, we'll find out what was discovered on a U.S.-bound plane, un avión con destino al EEUU, a los Estados Unidos, Um, after departing London. They found found out at 13,000 feet. Terrifying. And if we have time, the piece of news that I've been promising, (laughs) what is obstructing a city waterline in Theodad Victoria, if we have time, and only if, my friends. And today's unpopular opinion—it's a good one. Again, online people are calling me a monster. It is following your passion. Seguir a tu pasión or seguir tu pasión is often a waste of time. Suele ser una una pérdida de tiempo. Oh, Rob, you are a monster. <laughs> Um, yeah, this will be an interesting one. Um, I have mixed feelings on this one, but we'll get into that in a little bit. And um, it seems to be that a lot of people who wrote to me on Instagram were pretty sure. <laughs> that either A, I'm a monster, or B, I'm wrong. All right, my friends. Well, look, I'm here, you're here. Here we are in the Boss Studio for today. Let's see what's going on in the world. Okay, some interesting news. Um, Walmart, Costco, and other companies Rethink self-checkout. Um, Walmart, Costco, you probably, I think we have Costco here in Spain or in Europe at least. By the way, guys, if you're an international listener, um, we produce this show in Madrid, Spain. Um, Walmart is kind of like our, our Corte Inglés, Asda or Morrison's in in the UK. Uh, Walmart, Costco y otras empresas se replantean. La autocaja, I think you call it in Spanish. By the way, friends, you have to tell me if I deserve an evil offer. There is no natch today. Uh, the article from Yahoo Finance um, discovers, uh, discusses the growing backlash against self-checkout systems in retail stores. Yes, we have Costco in Las Rothas, um, says Coco. Yeah, I should go there. I, think I hear they sell a lot of English food. Oh. Oh, I miss English. I'm going to go. I'm going home for Christmas, guys. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, a growing backlash about self-checkout. Um, autocajas. Kind of prescient for me, this, because my mum actually works. My mother works um, at the checkout of a supermarket. Um, major retailers like Walmart, Costco, and Booths in the UK are rethinking their self-checkout strategies due to customer complaints and increased shoplifting. Shoplifting is um, is basically when people steal from stores, usually minor theft, but still. Hurto de tiendas, Hurto en comercios. I don't know how you'd say that in Spanish. Um, so self checkouts, yeah, you've often heard me talk about self checkouts when I'm talking about um, the new kind of burgeoning AI industry and how it, how it will impact our future employment. And I often say, right. No one helped the checkout ladies when they got replaced. No one helped the people in car manufacturers when they got replaced. Well, it seems like supermarkets are rethinking um, están replanteando their um, their thoughts on self-checkout. Okay, so let's check it out a little more in a little more detail. Booths for instance, is removing self-checkout stations from most of its stores because customers found them slow. Unreliable and impersonal. Impersonal, interesting um, issues like misidentification of items, especially fruits and vegetables, um, and the need for age verification for alcohol purchases, have made the process cumbersome. Self-checkout was initially adopted in the 1980s to reduce labor costs. Yeah, dude, reduce. I, you know, I mean, this is where this is. A failure. Oh God, comrades! Here we go. <laughs> this is a failure of capitalism, man. Because if you uh, if you want to save labor costs, then those people lose their power. The people you fire lose their power of acu- acquisition, and uh, and society crumbles. I mean, you know, this is this is capitalism hanging itself, you know, or handing itself the rope in which to hang itself. Um, let's continue. Um, so self-checkout initially adopted in the 80s to reduce labor costs, but it has led to a higher, mer- higher merchandise losses from errors and in- intentional theft, a problem known as shrink. Hmm. Um, uh, retailers are now finding that self-checkout contributes to higher shrink rates, with some studies showing loss rates double the industry average. In response, stores are either removing self-checkout machines, adding more staff to these areas, or increasing the number of staffed cash registers to improve customer experience and reduce losses. How do you feel about this? I have to admit, I am one of those people who never use the self-checkout, much to the frustration of the people in Carrefour, the the supermarket I often go to. Um, You know, you don't have to queue the self-checkouts here. I just prefer going to a person. I prefer that personal experience. How's it going? Good, thanks. How are you? Very well. Would you like a bag? No, thank you. I brought my own. You know, there's something very comforting in that little ritual of shopping for me. Uh, Vero says, ¿Se están replanteando? ¿Están replanteándose? Vero. ¿Será posible? Vaya nivelazo. Vaya nivelazo to you. Yes. So, interesting article there. It's... um, are we getting a glimpse into the into our AI future? Uh, are we going to, as consumers, start demanding the human element? We've got to hope so, right? It's um, a little glimmer of light, I guess, in um, in a quite a worrying future. Uh, let's continue. Um, okay, I've got a good one for today. <laughs> Canada, Canada. If you're a um, if you're a fan of this show, you've certainly heard of Mr. Carl Miller from Canada. Um, here we go, Ottawa paid nearly $670,000 for KPMG's advice on cutting consultant costs. Who's KPMG? They're a consultancy. Is this not the most ironic piece of news you've ever heard? Ottawa pagó casi mil dollars por um, asesoramiento de KPMG Para reducir los costes de consultoría, they paid a consultancy over half a million dollars to get consult to get consulting advice on how to stop using consultants. Canada, go home. You're drunk. <laughs> what the hell? This is. I I wish this was. Um, uh, I wish I was trying to fool you here, guys. This is actually new. This is original, 100 verified news. Um, So this comes from the Globe and Mail, um, a Canadian publication, and it discusses the Canadian federal government's decision to hire KPMG consultants for advice on reducing consultant costs at a price of nearly $670,000. This move is a part of a broader effort led by the Treasury Board Board President to save $15 billion over five years from existing spending plans. Is that... No, they don't spend... That's not saying they spend $15 billion on, um on consultants. But you've got to imagine they spend a hell of a lot if they're willing to almost throw a million dollars at another consultancy to reduce their reliance on consultants. What the hell? And by the way, that was a mouthful. So, elves, thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, let's see, um, some, some ATMs are a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. I agree. My pleasure in helping. Oh, fair That gets the Probo stamp of approval. Um, are people trying to outsmart them? Um, no, I think people are using the self-checkouts just to steal things, Bridge. Mr. Cruthander, well done, Canada. This is crazy. Exactly. 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 <laughs> I mean, I feel, it feels like to me when this kind of thing happened like 20 years ago, heads would roll, like people would get fired. People would leave the government in embarrassment when this kind of thing happened. Now it seems like the public have this apathy towards politics and politicians that they're like, oh, well, what do you expect? Should we be, should we be um, holding our, um, our politicians maybe a little bit more to account? So they can't get away with this kind of craziness. Despite the Liberal Party's 2015 campaign promise to cut back on external consultants, federal spending um, uh, as on outsourcing has significantly increased. And the article also highlights the ongoing investigation into federal outsourcing practices, including the cost of the ArriveCAN app and allegations of misconduct involving IT staffing companies. Craziness. Just in in case, my friend, I know I've got quite a few Canadians listening to the show, my commiserations, friends. And in case you're joining us from England, the US, Spain, and you lament your politicians, it's happening everywhere. Okay, and final piece of news for today. Do you want a positive one? Well, they're both kind of positive. Let's go for Mackenzie Scott. You may not know who this is. Mackenzie Scott is one of the world's richest women, and she has given away 14 billion dollars, nearly half of her fortune, she has given away in just three years. Uh, Mackenzie Scott, una de las mujeres más ricas del mundo, ha donado 14 mil. Wow, hang on. Yeah, 14 billion dollars. So 14 mil millones de dólares, casi la mitad de su fortuna en sola. Solo tres años. My God. Mackenzie Scott, one of the wealthiest women in the world, has been on a mission to donate a significant portion of her fortune to charity. Since 2020, she has given away over $14.1 billion, at least to at least 1,621 charities. This year's contributions totaling $97 million across 17 non-profits, mainly focusing on, get this, I mean, this is just a beautiful new story. Um, Early childhood education and development. I mean, you often hear me berating the the uber-wealthy, but then there's stories like this that come out. Don't you wish more of the uber-wealthy were engaged in practices like this, using their their extreme wealth? I mean, look, we should kind of temper this with a little bit of with a little bit of um, perspective. She's given away $14 billion. Almost half of her fortune. Which means she has another $14, 15000000000 there in the bank. <laughs> How much does a person really need to live on? I know, I need to stop. Because the, the Americans that drop comics comments sometimes <laughs> accuse me of being a communist or a socialist. Right, comrades? <laughs> All right, let's continue. This approach emphasizes the work of the nonprofits and shifts attention away from the donor. What are we talking about? Um, we're talking about her approach to philanthropy by stopping personal announcements of her donations, leaving the decision to publicize to the receiving, to the charities. So, Mackenzie Scott actually says nothing about her philanthropy. She makes no announcements, she seems not to be in this. For the recognition, she kind, of, she kind of does these things out of the good of her heart and leaves it up to charities to then say whether she has or has not donated. How much truth is it to that? Well, we'll never know, friends. I mean, this is an article in Fortune.com, so <laughs> they've found out somewhere. Um, however, her enormous wealth, largely from Amazon stocks, makes her philanthropic ph- philanthropic activities highly noteworthy. In a recent development, Scott announced a $250 million open call for community-focused charities, marking a significant change from her previous method of selecting organizations herself. So she's asked charities to reach out to her. Incredible. Incredible. You know, Mackenzie Scott. That gets the Probo stamp of approval. Um, We would love many more like you um, in the world of the extreme wealth. Oh, the extremely wealthy. Um, the bridge. Elon's maneuvers far are far more worrying. Yeah, dude. Ooh. The more I read about Neuralink, the more it sounds like a, a disaster waiting to happen. Um, we. I mean, you heard me talking about the the monkey, the the amount of monkeys, monos, that were killed. Yeah, surreptitiously, they they didn't r- really release. Re- release a lot of that information. It was an expose, I think, by the Washington Post, if I'm not mistaken. And now these things, now these, now the Neuralink chips are open to human trials. God help us. Elon, go home. You're drunk. All right, let's get into today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Okay, my friends, today's unpopular opinion, today's brain fat. today's pedo cerebral, today's pedo mental is, following your passion is often a waste of time. I'm going to get messages about this one. Seguir a, um, a tu pasión suele ser una perdida de tiempo. Following your passion is almost always or often a waste of time. This is a tough one because you're talking to a man who's been known to follow his passion off the edge of cliffs quite often. (laughs) But more on that in a second. As always, I thoroughly tortured the Probo Show elves this morning and they provided me with some pros and cons. So let's get into those right now. In the pro column, agreeing that following your passion can indeed be a waste of time. In practicality, Many passions may not translate to viable careers or sustainable sources of income, potentially leading to financial instability. Narrow focus. Overemphasizing a single passion can lead to a lack of development in other important areas, both personally and professionally. Passions can change over time, making an early commitment to a singular passion potentially short-sighted. Devoting a significant amount of time and resources to one passion might mean missing out on other potentially fulfilling opportunities or career paths. Hmm. The, pr- the pros. You've often heard me say in education, by the time we are spat out of, um, of stand- the standard education system and go to university, we are way too young to understand what it is we wanna do with our lives. Like I was lucky enough to go to university when I was in my 20s. I was 21 by the time I got in there. Um, And around me, I was surrounded by 18 year olds who at that point in their life, without having really that much life experience, were in the position of, of making the massive decision of deciding, well, this is my future. However, I, as you know, I have followed my passion quite a lot in my life, and it's led me to quite a bit of success in certain areas. But we'll get into this in a bit. Those are the, pro, the pros, agreeing that it can be a waste of time. Uh, let me quickly turn my attention to the chat. Um, Carmen is here. She says, um, this is what consultants we don't pay anymore would say, says Carmen. <laughs> that gets the Probo stamp of approval um how are you doing thank you first time chatter there new to the warrior community how are you doing um jeffa not at all for example my passion is not to die by um in in uh, i don't know what that says my dude um uh, and that is why i wake up every day yeah it's my passion too i'm following my passion to stay alive <laughs> okay in the con column here we go Following your passion is valuable. So disagreeing with a point, lost contrast. Let's get into it. Um, Pursuing one's passion can lead to a more fulfilling and satisfying life as it aligns with personal interests and values. People are generally more motivated by productive um, and productive when they are engaged in work they are passionate about passions often drive innovation and creativity leading to a unique um, unique contributions in various fields and finally those who follow their passions often develop a strong sense of resilience and adaptability as they are more committed to overcoming challenges in their chosen field hmm all right it's a tough one today because the pragmatic side of me and knowing people in, in the arts, in, a, in and around the art world, don't forget, I haven't always been, I haven't always worked in media. I worked as a writer in theater, as a performer. Um, and you guys know of my art, artistic endeavors. So I do know a lot of artists that struggle. And I know a lot of artists that are successful. One of my best friends, Wayne in London, very successful um, fine artist. Would he have gotten there? Would he have gotten there if he didn't pursue his passion? maybe not, right? hmm uh, let's see what the chat is saying. Vero, the best goal for a passion uh, for a person is to pursue his or her dreams. The hard part is knowing if that dream is easy to achieve or not. I can dream of becoming an astronaut, but if I don't have the skills required, I will never get it um, I'm good at eating too too much says the bridge. <laughs> So, yeah. So how do we how do we personally define or how do we personally make the decision or, or come about the understanding of whether we are personally um we have the re- required skills to really achieve our passions. Isn't passion at some point the abandonment of common sense in the pursuit of what emotionally moves us? Does that make sense? Can it be sometimes us to pursue, blindly pursue our passion. Let's face it, guys. We all have bills to pay. We all need to eat, right? They say that if you'd never want to work a day in your life, work in a job you love, quite often I feel find that really quite a toxic thing to say because let's face it, guys. If, um, uh, if we enjoyed our work, they wouldn't have to pay us to do it. All right? Isn't it biblically the punishment that God passed down to Adam to toil in the fields? Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay. You know, you're talking to the arch secularist right here, but still, there is a lesson to be learned there. Uh, Rafelka, I think even if you work in what you think is your passion, you'll have to do things you hate. Try to find something good in everything you do. Oh. That gets the Probo stamp of approval. Is the problem here an abundance of choice? You've heard me talk about the book, um, The Paradox of Choice by Professor Barry Schwartz quite often, who makes the case that too much choice can lead us to ultimate dissatisfaction. He makes the case, he tells a story of, um, he's an older gentleman, he tells a story of going to um, a shop to buy a new pair of jeans, Baqueros, And and um, and when he was young, there was only one kind of, there was only one style of jean. It was ill-fitting. It looked kind of ugly, but it was the only one you could buy. And every time he picked up his new pair of jeans, ah, he was so happy. And then in, in a modern era, he went shopping for jeans and he said, I'd like a pair of jeans, please. And the woman behind the counter says, certainly, sir. What kind of jeans would you like? Um, would you like blue, black, stonewashed, distressed? Uh, I don't know, blue jeans, he says. Certainly, sir. Would you like tight-fitting, slim-fit, boot-cut? I just want, you know, just a normal pair of jeans. Certainly, sir. (laughs) He says, I want the kind of jeans that used to be the only kind of jeans that you could get. And he left the shop, he says in his own words, was possibly the best-fitting, best-looking pair of jeans he'd owned in his life, but he felt worse about the purchase because he thought if he'd spent more time just looking there was potentially something better out there. And I feel like in certain cases, we um, we hit this wall when it comes to our passions and what we're passionate about in life. Yeah, I mean, look, I earn um, a fairly decent living, I guess. I mean, I'm com- I'm comfortable enough. I mean, I couldn't afford to have a family or kids. I can't afford to travel. But, you know, I can feed myself and pay my bills um, doing what it is I do. This show... And everything I do around it on Patreon and things, that is my passion. But I earn nothing for doing it. Would it be more sensible for me to maybe spend more of that time working? Is following your passion often a waste of time? Well, look, I'm not going to tell you that, guys. You're going to tell me. (laughs) I'm going to release a poll in the chat and you are going to vote. Is following your passion a waste of time, true or false friends. So many things you could have been doing this morning. Instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me and it means the absolute world, guys. I will see you in a few minutes. Hey guys, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find vods of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind the scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professional bohemian, or Twitter at Pro probo, B O H. Okay, on with the show. The Pro Show! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. If you've just tuned in, my God, what a great start we had. We spoke about um, how many companies are rethinking the self-checkouts. Um, Yeah, it, it, there was a really interesting word used in that article, how people found them impersonal. Impersonal. And um, I'm, you could probably categorize me as that, even though I have no necessity um, uh, to use the checkouts with actual humans at them, I could perfectly use a self checkout. I don't have anything that complicated. I don't generally don't buy alcohol, you know. Why? Why would I? Why would I bother with the human interaction? Well, because I find it comforting, and it seems like there are more and more people out there that are. I mean, Walmart, Costco, booths in the UK, all starting to rethink their strategies about replacing people with the self checkout systems. We looked at some really weird news, um, how Ottawa paid over half a million dollars, 670,000 million dollars to a consultancy to get their advice on reducing consultancy costs. Uh, go home, you're drunk. <laughs> And then we um, finished off with some uplifting uplifting news about Mackenzie Scott, one of the world's richest women, who gave away almost half of her fortune over the period of three years and publicizing nothing about it, leaving it 100% up to the the charities if they wanted to say something or not. Um, Beautiful news. Doesn't it give you faith in the world that there are people out there like that, especially in the billionaire class? um a class we often uh, go to war with a little bit on this show how are you doing edward joining us in the chat we've got sam here we've got rafelka eugene the bridge vero carmen jeffa mr cruthan oh my god guys coco lavanda you guys are killing it today guys that gets the Probo stamp of approval i love it that you're so active in the chat after all that, we went into today's unpopular opinion—a um, good one today, and one that actually hits me where I live. Following your passion is often a waste of time. We looked at some pros and cons. I got quite a few. Um, uh, I got quite a few messages on Instagram. I got some, a, a lot of messages in the chat. We'll get to a few of those right now. Uh, Eugene, it would be, but bo- it would be boring. It would be a boring life. aburido Without passions. True story. True story, um, uh, Eugene. Rafelka says, yes, it's like parking in an empty garage. It takes me ages to pick one. Yeah, we made the choice. Like Rafelka said something interesting. You've got to find something good in everything you do. And um, I kind of covered something, a piece of literature that I've quoted quite often in this show, the paradox of choice. And I think there is a certain amount of truth in that paradox in how we view our passions. Like, I have friends who flit from one passion to the next, never concentrating on one solid thing, while meanwhile all the time complaining about their current employment. Like, with the absence of choice, if all you had was your job that you had now, and no possibility of leaving, you would find positivity in it. You know, we often kind of think that being happy with what you've got, what you have, as opposed to um, pursuing something you don't have. We often view that being content with what you have is in some way inferior from the the pleasure you receive from the pursuit of something unobtainable. And I would argue that's not the case. I am a person who relentlessly pursues their passions, whether that's painting, writing, Or this show, for example. Um, I pursue it doggedly. Um, And you heard me say before that I don't make any money making this show. And I don't. Yet it's the one thing that I I maintain a constancy with this show that I don't in anything else in my life. Why is that? We're going to break down what passion means in a second. To me, at least. Okay, let's um, continue. Sam... Following is not a waste of time. Following your passion is not a waste of time. Achieving it is. Interesting. We only feel compelled to chase the ones that run away. Uh, A little wisdom there. (laughs) Right? I can't remember where I got that from. I think it's from um, the movie Dangerous Liaisons. But it's true, right? Once you achieve your passion, all of a sudden it loses some of its shine. I I have anecdotes about that. Um... I remember when I um, when I first started in pursuing theatre writing and performing as a goal in life. I, um, uh, I I started the journey at university when I made my big life change, and really within f- five years, I was at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and I got my first five star review um, for a play that I wrote and I performed it, and instantly, almost instantly, <laughs> the theatre started to lose its shine. Two years later, I was living in Spain, playing guitar in hotels. Hmm. Then I decided I wanted, wanted to do TV. And By the way, if you're a member of my Patreon, you'll actually see the first TV show I produced and, um, uh, and performed in um, up there right now, or at least the first two episodes. Um, I wanted to do TV. I thought TV, I've, I've done radio, I want to do TV. Got my TV show. That was the last time I wanted to be in front of a camera. <laughs> Is there a lot more satisfaction in the pursuit of a passion rather than in the achieving of it? Could be. Um, the bridge. I am a woman, Rob. Even if I am part cyborg, I can do two things at the same time. Okay, congratulations, Bridge.
1: <laughs>
0: I totally agree with you, Rob, says the bridge. Um, the best team, says Jeffa. Edward's here, he says, hi, dudes. You're killing it today. Killing it. So I did make, I did release the poll on Instagram, as I want to do. If you want to vote on those before the show, you can uh, you can join me there, at professional bohemian, bohemian professional in English. On Instagram, they said 54% false. A lot of people voted. 54% false. And I got some messages. Mia reached out to us again. She said, honestly, blindly following your passion can be a dead end. It's smarter to focus on building a stable career first. Uh, Leo, man, that's total nonsense. Your passion is your soul speaking. <laughs> Leo, no offense, dude, but you kind of sound like, <laughs> sound like an Instagram motivational poster, but thanks. Thanks for playing. <laughs> No, mate, look, I get it, I get it, I get it. And and it's true, you know, you can't control your passions. You're passionate about what you're passionate about. Um, Tara says, this is a tricky one. Um, I teach my students to be realistic. Sure, follow your passion, but you've got to have a plan B. Yeah, that's some wise words from Tara. Um, Eric says, I think it's all about balance. Uh, Nessa, I couldn't disagree more, says Nessa. Um, We're here five minutes, you might as well follow your passion if that makes you happy Or is it better to live regretting that you never tried, being miserable and making everybody else that way too along the way Come on, true So let's break down what passion really is, right? I mean, what does passion mean to you? Uh, Vero here says, it took me some time to understand my best skill in my, is my proficiency in languages. Now, I've made this skill my way of living. It has become my passion. Interesting. Here's the thing. So, most of the things I've, I've been very lucky in my life and a few of the things that I'm passionate about, I've turned into a job. But once i've started the 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 thing that sam said before following your passion is is not a waste of time achieving it is there is so much truth to that because there's this at at certain points in my life my hyper focus has been on something i've achieved it and started and turned it into a career and at that point it stopped being my passion it started being my job does that make sense Whereas this show, for example, you know, I do it for practically for free, <laughs> and I still love it. I still love it. Will there be a point in the future where where I'm making enough money just to, just to um, eke out an existence just making this show, and I don't have to do anything else at that point? Will I lose my passion for it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you know why? Because here's the thing about passions, guys. A passion is not defined by how much money you can make from it a passion is defined by how much enjoyment you obtain in the act of doing it now when i was painting so many people said oh god rob you've got to sell your paintings you got to sell these paintings they're so beautiful you got to sell them you got to sell them like as if that was the point of the painting <laughs> but for me it wasn't for me it was about the enjoyment i derived from in the act of painting those pieces. Does that make sense? But anyway, that's just my opinion. No one cares about my opinion. What we care about here is your opinion, friends. And I asked you, the live audience in the chat, is following your passion a waste of time? You guys said. 67% false. True goddamn story, right? True story. Look, a passion is not defined by how much money you can make doing it. A passion is defined by how much enjoyment you derive in the act of um, uh, of participating in that passion. I think so often in life, we put a financial um, price tag on what it is we enjoy doing. And if it, we don't earn money do, in um it, Doing that thing, then it's all, its a waste of time. What does a waste of time mean? I would say maybe a waste of time is spending eight hours a day in a in a stifling environment, and then not getting out your creativity or passion in some other project. I would say that is a waste of time. I would never call it a waste of time to to pour your your heart and soul into something. I mean, we shouldn't be placing a financial price tag. On, um, on where our heart moves us. Now I'm the one who sounds like an Instagram, um, <laughs> a motivational Instagram uh, post. So apologies, Leo, but it's true. And I have followed my passions in and out of, of jobs around the world from here in Europe to all over England to, <laughs> to off the coast of Africa. And here I am talking to you guys right now in what is my passion. But that's just my opinion, guys. And as Grandpa Bo used to say, opinions, they're like buttholes. Everybody has one, and they all stink. <laughs> uh, Carmen, thank God that was your answer. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. Um, and and the bridge balance is key, Rob. I agree. Um, Edward says, how many languages do you speak, Vero? Interesting uh, question. Yeah, Vero, I'd love to know the answer to that myself. All right, on that note, let's go to today's 100 Humans. Oh my God, friends, it was a long walk to work today across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered 100 humans. And I asked them all a question. Today's question was, name something typical a child wants to be when they grow up. I hope you appreciate that I'm asking the 100 humans lately questions (laughs) related to the unpopular opinion. See, every day we're making tweaks to make the show a little better. Okay, here we go. Nombra algo típico que un niño quería ser de mayor. Name something typical a child wants to be when they grow up. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. All right. Ooh, there are some answers appearing in the chat. Some good ones at that. You know, I wanted to be a stand-up comedian when I when I was growing up. Stand up comedian slash artist. I didn't fall too far away. All right, let's see, let's see. Okay, Eugene is kicking us off today, starting with astronaut, an astronaut. Something typical a child wants to be when they grow up, an astronaut. That's astronaut I think in Spanish, right? Astronauta. yeah. All right, here we go, is it there? Yes, it is. Ooh, well done astronaut is there and with 34 of 100 humans it's a number one answer eugene knocking as knocking it out of the park on the first answer yeah tiene buena pinta guys oi okay rafelka says a fireman fireman or firefighter a firefighter is it there though hmm bombero i think you say in spanish A typical job, something that a a child wants to be when they grow up. A firefighter. It's there. Well done. Well done. Uh, Who was that one? That was Rafelka. Firefighters there. Eight of a hundred humans said that one. It is in fourth place. Well done. Um, A football player a sportsman says says, uh, Eugene. Sportsman, football player, is it there? Oh, it's a great answer, but it's not there. Eugene says an actor. An actor. Hmm, is an actor there? No, it's not. It's a great answer though, an actor. They want to be an adult, says Mr. (laughs) That gets the Probo stamp of approval. Yeah, dude, anything. Anything that means you don't have to eat your greens and you can make your own rules. (laughs) <laughs> um, but Bridge also said actor. Cameron says a vet, a vet, a veterinario, a veterinarian. Is a veterinarian there? A vet? Yes, it is. Well done. Sixth most popular answer with six of 100 humans, veterinarian. Okay, what else do we have here? A singer. A inter- I'll, g- I'll give you a clue. There are no entertainment jobs. There are no entertainment jobs. So it's not there. Jeff is an accountant. <laughs> Contable. <laughs> what kid wants to be? I want you know what I wanna be when I grow up? I wanna be an accountant. <laughs> I wanna work with spreadsheets. <laughs> is <an> accountant there? <laughs> yeah, sadly it's not there. It's not there. Um Okay, policeman, says Eugene and Vera both say policeman, a police officer. Is police officer there? Yes, it is. Well done. All right. How many? Uh, five of 100 humans. No, seven, sorry, of 100 humans said police officer. It's in fifth place. A bus driver, says Eugene. Oh, you know what I want to do, mom, when I grow up? Astronaut. You want to fly aeroplane? Um, spaceships? No, no, no. I want to drive buses. Is bus driver there? (laughs) No, it's not. Good answers, though. Good answers. Um, Rafelka says, a race car driver? Mm, No. I'm going to give you some clues. Okay. Um, This is not an astronaut. They fly lower. Ooh, that was too much of a clue. That was too much of a clue. Rafelka got it immediately. An airplane pilot, or, or a pilot—is pilot there? Of course, it is. Well done, <laughs> Rafałka. Quick off the mark there. A pilot. Six of 100 humans said that one. It's in seventh place. Um, okay. The uh, young people, other than their parents, these are the adults that they are exposed to the most in an institution. Ooh. What kind of an adult is? Uh, what kind of adults are children exposed to other than their parents and family members? Hmm. Um, oh God. Uh, most of the people on the radio station that um, this show is broadcast on are this. <laughs> Vero knows where it is. She says teachers. Is teachers there? Yes, it is. Makes sense, right? If you're a kid, teachers make all the rules. Yeah, teachers. (laughs) Rafelka, great answer here. Says YouTuber. A YouTuber. Yeah, it's a great answer, but it's not there. A big boss. Un jefe. Un jefazo, says Eugene. Great answer, but not there. The last answer is if you're hurt, this is the person. Will make the pain go away. <laughs> yeah, these are is off. It's, it's a this prof- profession is looked upon in um with quite a lot of respect in society, quite rightly, um quite rightly too. Eugene Vero, they both say a doctor is doctor there. Of course it is. Come on. All right, guys. Well done. You nailed it. You nailed it. Um. Doctor or chemist, says Rafelka. Great answer. Mr. Kruthander, a superhero. It's not there, but... That gets the Provo stamp of approval. Of course, man. (laughs) I want to be Captain America. All right, there you go. Okay, so I asked 100 humans to name something, something typical a child wants to be when they grow up in position number... Oh, dude... (laughs) Sounds don't work. Position number seven. We don't need the sounds, friends. Not me and you. In position number seven, we have a pilot. Um, six of a hundred humans said that one. In position number six, we had a veterinarian. Cameron said that one. Well done. Six of a hundred humans. In position number five, we had a police officer. Seven of a hundred humans said that one. In position number. Oh! Thank you. 100 humans. Welcome back. In position number four, we had a firefighter, un bombero, un bombero. In position number three, we had a prof- professor, a teacher, a teacher. As a kid, they make all the rules. Makes a lot of sense. In position number two, with 20 of 100 humans, we had doctor, doctor, un doctor. And in position number one, with 34 of 100 humans. Congratulations to Eugene. Well done to you. It was astronaut. astronauta. Guys, you killed it. Let's move on to today's Complete the News. Complete the News. Doctor Strange, (laughs) says the bridge, mixing both the answer of superhero and doctor. Why not? All right, today's Complete the News. You know how this works, my friends. I'm going to give you a real news headline and you guys are going to complete it. I'm going to leave out some important information. If you're one of the people in the chat right now, in our live audience um, and you haven't really participated much, this is your moment because all you have to write is A, B, or C to complete the news. So here we go. Blank discovered. Blank discovered on a US-bound Aeroplane after departing London. Descubierta o descubierto blank um, en un avión con destino a los Estados Unidos tras despegar de Londres. At an altitude of thirteen thousand feet, that is terrifying. <laughs> Trece mil. Hmm. How would you say feet? So discovered, Blank discovered on a US-bound plane after departing London. Is it A, an alligator? un okay, man. Yes, Pies, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Rafelka. Oh, God, you guys. ¿Será posible? Oh. Buy a nivelazo. Is it A, an alligator? un okay, man. Is it B, missing windows? Ventanas, que falta? Or is it C, um, uh, Toxic chemicals. Productos químicos tóxicos. What is it? Blank discovered on US-bound airplane after departing London at 13,000 feet a mil pies de altura. Is it A, an alligator, un man? B, missing windows? Ventanas que faltan? Or is it C, toxic chemicals. Productos químicos tóxicos. A, B, or C? Woo. Is this finally the day where Alligator is the answer? <laughs> Could be. You guys actually seem to think so. Alligator right now in the lead. Just the bridge alone saying missing windows, B. Everybody else settling on A. But are you right, though? Are you right? Let's see. Okay blank discovered so something is discovered on us play uh, us bound flight after departing london at 13000 feet it is it is in fact congratulations bridge b <laughs> missing windows are discovered yeah Unbelievable. The crew aboard a US-bound plane discovered a missing window pane at 13,000 feet. Um a, a, yeah, a US-bound Airbus A321 plane which took off from London Stansted Airport last month was found to have four damaged window panes, including two that were completely missing at an altitude of 13,000 feet. This unusual occurrence, detailed in a report by the UK's Air Accident Investigation Branch, was discovered mid-flight, with 11 crew members and 9 passengers on board, all um, associated with the tour or operating company. Terrifying. (laughs) If If you are scared of flying like me, this is like your worst nightmare. Uh, the cabin was reportedly noisier and colder than usual, leading to the discovery of missing windows. Dude, if, if movies are to be believed, surely people were getting sucked out of the plane, right? <laughs> oh my God, I'm getting anxious just talking about this. The flight returned safely to Stansted after 36 minutes in the air. 36 minutes of hell. Um, This incident highlights the rare but potential risks associated with aircraft window integrity. Yes, a window. Again, guys, you can check out all the news that I use on the show on my Patreon. I think today's show is going to be up for everybody to see, so navigate your way there. You can also become a member without having to pay anything, so take advantage of that. friends. That's all we've got time for, for today. Guys, so many things you could have been doing this morning, an infinite number of things. And uh, instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me. And let me tell you something, it means the absolute world. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart as someone who is pursuing their passion. Guys, thank you, and I'll see you next time.